In this episode of Did You Hear, Greg Windsor clears up the conundrum of how mysteries differ from thrillers. But first, Youth Services librarians Donna Ostahog, Michelle Rainey, and Chris Copenhaver discuss summer reading book clubs. And our host Dave Carson salutes bestsellers. This is the Did You Hear podcast where we talk about what's happening and what we recommend. Today, for the What's Happening segment, we're going to talk about book clubs. And we have three librarians here with us today to talk about book clubs. And uh, let's begin with introductions. To my left. I'm Donna Ofstahag. And which uh, library branch are you at? I will. I am currently at the Lenexa City Center Library, which will open on June 2nd. How exciting. It's very exciting. Oh, my gosh. And it's a beautiful building. It is a beautiful building. I would like to see more people in it. <laughs> okay. And, and I'm Chris Copenhaver here at the Central Resource Library. Another beautiful building. Yes. <laughs> And our third guest? And I'm Michelle Rainey, and I am at Shawnee and Cedar Row Branches. And beautiful view of trees uh, from that building as well. Well, welcome to you all. So book clubs, is this for any particular age? So at the Lenexa City Center, uh, we will be having tween book club, and that is for anybody ages 9 to 12, and we will meet once a month to discuss the books that we read. Okay. So what kind of books are, are we talking about? Well, for May and August, we are doing what we call um, a book tasting. And that's where you bring your own book and you share out what you've been reading with everybody else in the group. So there's no assigned reading for that one. Um, and you just show up and talk about your favorite books and hopefully get suggestions for other books to read. Um, that's a great concept. We really like it and yeah. it goes over really, really well. But every time somebody says book tasting, I think back to our April Fool's joke where we told people we had edible books. These are not edible books. They are not <laughs> edible books. Okay. Um, it just gives you a taste of what the books are that other people are reading. Sure. Um, and then in June and July, we'll, we'll be reading, um, for June, we'll be reading The Reluctant Dragon by Kenneth Graham. And in July, we'll be, um, actually, we're not reading them in June. We will be discussing in June. So have the them read by yes, the they time. Will okay. be re- yes, they will need to be read before. I mean, if you haven't read the book and want to come, you can still come just have sure. to know that there will be spoilers uh-huh. <laughs> because we will be discussing them. Is back. it okay to listen on as an audiobook? Yes, absolutely. Any okay. form of reading is um, acceptable. Excellent. And then in July, we will be discussing Gregor the Overlander by Suzanne Collins. Wow. That sounds like a full summer. It is a full summer. So if you come to May, you will receive the book for June. Okay. And if you come to June, you'll receive the book for July. Excellent. And very similar at the Central Resource Library, um, and this uh, same concept, the Tween Book Club, is also taking place at uh, Monticello and Blue Valley. Um, so you have options for where you can attend this around the system at different uh, times and dates, but I'll talk more about the central one. Okay. Ours uh, is over the lunch hour, 11.30 to 12.30, and you're more than welcome to bring a lunch and, and have that while we talk. Um, our books uh, for the summer, the, um, the June selection is The Boy on the Porch by Sharon Creech. 
the uh, July is Gabby Lost and Found by Angela Cervantes, who's a local author, okay. Johnson Countyan. And in August, we will discuss uh, Hello Universe by Aaron Entrada Kelly. And um, those we have copies for you to come by and pick up that you get to keep, not library copies. To so, build your own to home, build home your library. own home library, yes. That so, is excellent. So you can stop by any time. We've already been giving out copies of the Boy on the Porch, and you can get the others as, over the course of the summer. And wow. this is something we're just starting. And it'll be our very first time happening in June, but we're hoping to continue it on through the fall and ongoing after that. I would also like to say at Lenexa City Center, we also give out the books, so you don't just get them if you come, if you are unable to make it to one of those um, times, but you would like the book if we have extra copies, we keep those at the desk so you can just come in and ask. And if we have an extra copy, we'll give it to you. If not, we will put a, a copy on hold for you to be able to check out. Very good. Uh, so, Chris, uh, do, you, do you have a, a favorite of those three? Well, I've not read The Boy on the Porch. Okay. I was just reading some reviews to uh, prep for it, for this discussion. Sure. Um, and uh, it actually sounds quite intriguing. Um, a, uh, a farm c- couple walk out on their porch one day, and a boy of indeterminate age has been left with a note saying, please take care of him. We'll be back when we can. Wow. And he doesn't speak. Uh, but he's very creative and loving and has a way with animals and it it sounds very intriguing and uh, Sharon Creech is a Newbery Award winning author and I've read some of her other books and really liked them Wow. Um, of the other two um, Hello Universe in August uh, won the Newbery recently Okay. and um, I had a lot of fun with that about three kids uh, having a uh, unexpected adventure in the woods in their neighborhood um all after being bullied by the neighborhood bully and trying to avoid him. Um, So that's got some good suspense and relationship building. But I think my favorite of the ones that I've read then would be Gabby Lost and Found. Um, And that's about a... uh, a girl, I don't remember her exact age, but you know, uh-huh. around 12 or so, um, whose mom is an undocumented immigrant who gets deported. Uh-huh. And so she suddenly has to go and live with her dad, who had left them years ago and is not up on his parenting game. Uh-huh. And she has some issues with being bullied at school, but she um, starts volunteering at a local animal shelter and uh, wants to be a writer, so she starts writing uh, personal ads for the, the animals to help them get adopted and gets really, finds a creative outlet and a lot of love and connection with the, with the pets. Wow, how interesting. Yeah. So what, what, a, what a treat that you get free books yes. for summer reading this year at the Johnson County Library. And so um, now I'm kind of reminded of uh, Monty Python, and they used to go from sketch to sketch, and they had the guy who would say, And now for something completely different. Michelle, we have something entirely different. Yes, well, not in whole entirely in entirely different, but it is a book club. Um, So American Girl Book Club is actually in partnership with the American Girl um, doll store. Um, And so they provide for the library books for us to um, use on a repeated basis um, at different branches. And so this summer, both the Monticello branch and the Shawnee branch are going to be um, reading different stories um, of these girls. 
the age range is, again, it's probably about 8 to 12. I usually say as long as you can read the book, you will have a good time at book club. Um, And we discuss the book. And the interesting thing about um, the American Girl books is that they take a girl that is the age range between 8 and 12 and set her in a historical context. Um, So the kids that come to the club are learning Um, about history, but also maybe what it would be like if they were in that position. Um, So this summer, um, we're doing um, Nenea, who her story takes place during World War II um, in Hawaii. Um, And so um, the second book is what we're doing this time. So um, the attack on Pearl Harbor has already happened, but um, which that was covered in the first book that we did. Um, But you know, Nenea is still, and her family and friends are still dealing with the fallout um, from what that means and what it's like to um, be at war um, as a 10-year-old girl. Um, yeah. And then um, Rebecca is another one. Her story, she's a um, Russian-Jewish immigrant in the 19-teens um, in New York City. And so she's um, dealing with Um, her family immigrating to the country and not being familiar with English, not being familiar with customs and what that could look like. So we have some really um, great discussions with the kids that come to American Girl um, about how those things even translate um, to today. Like what does it look like in our lives? Um, These kids that come are all dealing with um, people that are um, immigrating to the country and, and learning new languages. And so it's it's cool to kind of get that historical pers- perspective as well as um, current perspective. Yeah, and it's American Girl Book Club, but it's not just for girls. No, it's we have good had... Good stories yeah. are good stories. doesn't matter yeah. if you're a boy or a girl. Yes, we have had um, boys come as well, and they have enjoyed it because they like the the story as well um and we usually do a craft too um sometimes it's something like uh growing a tomato seed or a tomato plant from seed which kids have come back and been like oh i actually grew tomatoes (laughs) um sometimes it's a little bit more um like hands-on traditional glue and stuff crafts but um it's always a good time okay is is that all the uh, and and do 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 you have um, like a schedule for the the different books? Um, we do. The easiest way to get the books is, like I said, because we're in partnership with American Girl. Um, if you come to the branch, so if you come to the Shawnee Library or the Monticello Library um, and come up to the information desk, then we'll be able to um, get those books checked out for you um, and let you know a schedule of what is going on um, for the summer. And we'll have that on our website as well. Yes, Go to jocolibrary.org slash events and uh, type in American Girl Book Club or any of these other book clubs, what what are the official names of uh, the, the book club that you were mentioning? Uh? Chris and I both were talking about the tween book club that is being held at Lenexa, Monticello, Central, and Blue Valley. Very good. Okay. Well, uh, to wrap things up, what's your favorite part about all of this? Watching, watching the kids talk about these books um, and getting their perspective. Uh, It's really fun to watch them make connections with other people um, over books. 
And I imagine they just light up when they see that they get to keep that book. They do. Yeah. Yeah, because reading is often a solitary act, but when you get together with a book club, you get to, to share the, the experience of those stories and, and talk about them and have fun with others, and it becomes a social activity then instead of a solitary one. Here's a not-so-well-kept secret. You know all those top-selling titles listed in the New York Times? Well, you don't have to buy them. We have all the best sellers at Johnson County Library for you to check out. Go to jocolibrary.org, and from our main navigation, click Explore. There you'll find reading ideas including We Recommend, Staff Picks, New Titles, Awards, and of course, Best Sellers. Welcome back to Did You Hear? I'm here with Greg Windsor, and we are ready for our We Recommend segment. And today, it's mystery, thriller, something or other. Yeah, mystery slash thriller, let's say. Maybe crime adjacent. Um, My opinion is that mysteries and thrillers are two different um, topics, even though they often get lumped together. Uh, My theory is that mysteries engage the brain, right? They're like the Sherlock Uh Holmes. You you follow the investigation along, you pick up clues, and the author kind of gives you a chance to solve the crime okay. whereas thrillers instead of going for the 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 brain they, they more go for the guts right they're the ones right. that like there's some, some sort of looming threat or menace and that, that the author really gets his hooks into you and, and takes the, you along for the ride the t- yeah i'm thinking like uh like going to the world's a fun roller coaster and having that tick 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 as the uh-huh. roller coaster goes up that's what a thriller does it just really heightens that anticipation and gets you going interesting okay well do you have uh, some suggestions I, on are, are, are these new or just kind of all-time favorites? No, these are new. Actually, okay. I got a chance to be a part of something really cool recently. Um, library Journal, which is a respected library magazine, asked me to write a, a cover feature on upcoming mysteries and thrillers. And uh, a bunch of publishers sent um, descriptions of upcoming books to me, and I had to kind of sort them into like different categories, you know, like police procedurals or, or psychological thrillers or cozies or whatever, and then kind of pick out interesting um, topics and things that I thought that might be uh, kind of serve something that maybe uh, patrons haven't seen before. And so I published it, and I'm going to talk about five or six little titles that I really am personally excited about and I want to share with everyone else. Excellent. Well, let's dive in. Absolutely. First one is going to be called City of Windows by an author named Robert Poby, P-O-B-I. It's going to be out in August. And the 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 slug line for this one, the the elevator pitch is a sniper is taking down law enforcement targets during uh, one of the harshest blizzards in New York City's history. Wow. And um, and it's kind of the, the main character is an FBI, a retired FBI agent who's a college professor who gets called back in for one last case. And if you're eyeballs are rolling at that description mine was too <laughs> but when i read this one i was really really taken away if you like kind of those uh, kind of lone wolf police uh books like a michael connelly harry bosch or a jeffrey deaver uh, lincoln rhyme mystery this is absolutely going to be the one for you um, not only is the main character kind of a retired fbi but he also is 
um, I guess, disabled in a way. He uh, has prosthetics because of injuries from previous cases, and he uh, has this a very unique ability to think in terms of geometry. So he can like maybe trace a bullet you know, through, uh, through space, right through his own mind. And, uh, it's something that not other, not very many other people can do. And, uh, so he is really engaged by this. Uh, and then when the sniper starts targeting him and his family, he's a, uh, he raises a lot of foster children. And, uh, so once that gets entered into the mix, it ratchets up that tension even further and really makes for an engaging, uh, thriller that is not only just, dudes with guns chasing other dudes with the guns it's kind right. of a cat and mouse style thriller that's a lot of fun and who was that author again robert poby p-o-b-i comes this one comes out in august it's, it's, is he a, a new author or he's or written a couple but this is okay. going to be his uh a big leap forward i think for him and i hope i hope uh, patrons find this one well great what's number two on your list absolutely the next one is going to be uh, a book called the shallows by a writer named matt goldman he writes a uh, his main character is a uh, a private investigator named Nils Shapiro. And this series is fun and interesting because, first of all, it's set in Minnesota and not just like, you know, kind of downtown Minnesota. This is very kind of rural uh, Minnesota. It's almost like the characters from Fargo Fargo, are in like a murder mystery. And and the author has a really uh, good way of kind of, uh, kind of, just kind of writing about his characters in a very drawl, very dry wit type of way. So it's really smart and really sly and really fun. And the main character, again, is a private investigator who investigates the death of a local kind of a lawyer who's involved in politics. And so as he goes, th- as the as Nils goes through uh, and, and exposes the corruption um, of uh, the small town uh, Minnesota, uh, you get a lot of um, fun commentary on uh, how politics are in American culture and and oh, how economics corrupts yeah. everything, but yeah, if you're looking for kind of, I kind of think of him as the, um, as kind of like a Lawrence Block or maybe even a um, what James Lee Burke is to New Orleans, okay. uh, Matt Goldman yeah, is to I, Minnesota. I, I love that setting. You know, I, I don't know. So you, you're probably a fan of the the movie Fargo, but sure. I don't know if you've ever uh, really dived into um, the television show Fargo. We have um, box sets of all the seasons here at the library. That is some really... Each season is dedicated to a different true crime story. Sure. And you still get that flavor of of Minnesota. And uh, the the third season is particularly good because there's a tie to the Kansas City Mafia. Nice. So just a little side That's a little local flavor. And it's really interesting. In more than any other genre, the mystery thriller genre seems to kind of thrive on local flavor, right? Uh You can almost like mention like Dennis Lehane, who does Boston, or James or George Pelicanos, who does Washington, D.C., Michael Connolly, who does uh, Los Angeles-based uh, uh, crime. So it's almost like the, the regional... Uh, you know, shades of uh, flavor of that particular culture of that particular area really adds to the mix and makes it a really yeah. interesting, intoxicating mix. And it's always fascinating. What, what is the emphasis? Is it is it the character? Is it the scene? Is it the the setting? You know, there, uh, atmosphere and uh, setting is always a big uh, a big thing in in mysteries. Uh, there's a, a writer, or excuse me, a librarian named Nancy Pearl who uh, talks about appeal factors, right? kind of how a story how, what a, what does an author do yeah. to make a story appeal to people and she marks four language 
characters, plot, and setting. And all uh-huh. four of those kind of mixed together with those mysteries and thrillers, that setting can really come to the fore and flavor the plot and flavor those characters. Yeah, there's a, uh, a writer named Kenneth Burke who uh, built, you know, uh-huh. uh, this the theory called the Pintad. And, uh-huh. and, and it's, you know, all about act, actor, scene, setting, etc. But, uh-huh. but he makes the argument that in every story or every act of life that it's usually about two of them and it's that interesting relationship between it's the give and take the act the and actor or act and and setting you sure. know and it's it's fascinating books to kind go of, the same way and i yeah. think i think from all this we need the great um johnson county kansas crime writer so if anybody out there is listening you know, if if there's that specific uh, suburban flavor that yeah, you can write sure. a mystery well, around, go are, for are it. Are you familiar with, you know, so the, the Kansas City Mafia and the River Key area, oh, are, yeah. are there some good stories that... that Absolutely. You, yeah. not, not off the top of my head, but it yeah. is a very rich um, setting. There's a uh, author named uh, Lou Burney who wrote uh, The Long and Far Away Gone and then November Road, which is one of my favorites last year. Uh, he uh, kind of writes uh, um, uh, a book... His, that November Road is set in the New Orleans mob, and it has ties to the Kansas City mob, and he is oh, well aware of those and, and wove those threads into the uh, the mix. Interesting. I'm sure there's there there's somebody out there just screaming <laughs> at their computer or, or or whatever device you're listening to this on because you know the right title. But I'll tell you what. Go to our Facebook page, find Joko Library, and uh, give us your su- suggestions there. As long as we're talking about regional crime novels, I have another good one for you. Great. What, what do you got? This one's called The Gone Dead by an author named Chanel Benz, B-E-N-Z. She's a debut author, and the book uh, comes out in June, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, one of the uh, the regional crime writers I mentioned earlier, uh, James Elroy, who actually has Kansas City ties, and he writes really good about Los Angeles uh, in that. He, uh, he reminded me a lot of a James Elroy uh, mystery. It's set in the deep, deep south, like hmm. uh, the Mississippi Delta, and the main character is a uh, woman who was born there, and um, and she her, her, her father died, and she moved away, and so she she is now coming back years later to claim her inheritance, which is only a small, decaying family home. But when she comes back, she realizes that her neighbors remember her as a toddler and she was involved in a kidnapping. She has no memory of this. She was too young to kind of understand or even remember those events. And wow. so she goes to investigate what happened to her and her family. And uh, she is biracial and her father was black and everyone around her is is white in this very kind of um, kind of decaying, kind of uh, hard scrabble community How where everybody has to kind of help each other. And, and of course, where the history is deeply rooted in the land and the property that the, right. that she's inherited. So the book really delves into this this kind of question of of identity and the land, and it's really a, a rich atmospheric literary thriller. Fascinating. Which, which are personally my favorite types of thrillers. You know, that's uh, that engages both the mind and the gut, like I mentioned earlier. Right. Um, and else, this is another great example of a book club pick that uh, that your book club can have a little bit of that of that excitement of the thriller and mystery as well as those lofty discussable ideas that we all go to book clubs to to talk about this is a book that kind of bridges both of those uh those gaps and is good going to satisfying all the way around i like to describe this book as if jesmyn ward and gillian flynn uh, had a baby or wrote a book together 
this would be kind of a book that that they would come up with. Well, you're killing it today, Greg. Okay. Uh, you you have more, don't you? I I do, and let's set expectations low so that <laughs> everyone's uh, happy. But this next one takes place in Sweden. Again, this is we're going to jump around in in locale here. Okay. This one's called A Nearly Normal Family by M T Edvardsson. E D V A R D S S O N. This is translated from Sweden. Uh, this is kind of an example of Scandinavian noir, but this is huh. no uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo okay, style. No. This so is more of a domestic, um, kind of a domestic thriller. Interesting. Um, the the, uh, the pitch on this one is that there's a very intimate, kind of a small family, uh, a father, a mother, and the daughter. The daughter uh, is college age. She's just graduating high school and moving on, seeing, going on to the next phase of her life. She gets caught up in a murder investigation and gets uh, pulled into the police. Uh, and her father, who is a kind of a, a minister, uh-huh. like a pastor, um, tries to investigate what happened in her life that caused her to get mixed up in this. And so the uh, the point of view is alternating between the three members of the family. And of course, each member of the family has a different memory of the mem- the events that led up to this. And each of them have different pieces of the puzzle. And so it's really interesting to see in a kind of a, this is not like a crime drama or like a big courtroom scene. It's more of an intimate family uh, thriller where you take these different pieces of this puzzle of this family that seems normal and seems, uh, you know, pillars of the local community, uh-huh. but you find what really happens underneath and behind those closed doors. I found this to That's be a r- atmospheric and really smart. Yeah. So uh, when when a book is translated, um, do you feel like it's 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 obviously written for a different audience? So do you feel like you've been excluded on the the setting? I mean. Do, is is much time spent on establishing that world because they're expecting their audience to already be familiar with that world. Exactly. There is a little bit of that. First of all, the translator. The translator does uh, add a lot to it if you have a, a bad or a, uh, not necessarily bad, but if uh, the translator can can not deliver that nuance that huh. the author meant, you lose a lot and you're kind of wondering why this book is such a big deal. Huh. In this particular one, they mention kind of a small town in Sweden and I actually went on Google Earth to look it up and find kind of the geography oh, yeah. of it. And the author mentions kind of streets or neighborhoods that are kind of that you assume uh, that the re- that you assume the reader would know but uh, in this case the um, the suburbs that they live in or the streets it's pretty clear by the context what flavor huh, of these yeah. neighborhoods are or what when when someone says oh I'm from this town and the other person reacts you can kind of get a sense of whether this town or this neighborhood sure, is a good or a bad sure. a bad connotation but oh how re- resourceful of you to look it up on Google Maps. that's something like <laughs> that's something what a librarian would do no, wouldn't I, it yeah, yes that, that that really adds to a story yeah know? so if you you like um, kind of like that literary feel, almost like a, a Jody Picoult meets Tana French type of an author. Uh, if you're looking for something like that, this um, would absolutely be up your alley. It's called, again, Nearly Normal Family by Edvardson. And this is a Great. debut. Uh, and this will be out in June. Okay, excellent. And you have a couple more? Absolutely, moving on. Okay. Um, again, again, I didn't plan on this, but it looks like we have a, a theme, a, a setting theme. This next one is called Beijing Payback by Daniel Nee, N-I-E-H, and I really hope I'm... Uh, pronouncing that one right, and if I don't, forgive me. Um, This is a debut author. This is going to be a fast-paced 
kind of a, a, a funny, smart revenge thriller. The okay. main character is Victor Lee. Uh, he is a college basketball player in California. Uh, his da- he assumes his dad is a restaurateur uh, from China, and after he dies, goes through his father's things and realizes that he is in deep with the Chinese uh, mafia, the Chinese triad, and goes back to Beijing, where he's never visited, to kind of unearth this mystery and to settle accounts. And... Um, this is a the author is I don't want to say funny because it's not necessarily a a funny book but it's very smart and very witty and there's a lot of kind of wry humor in in the the revenge flick here it's almost like a um, if you're familiar with the author Joe Ide who sets his uh, mysteries and as kind of a Sherlock Holmes character in South Central Los Angeles it's the same type of thing fast-paced witty funny um, and uh, lots of memorable characters that join the main character as he kind of traces his uh, father's lineage back and extracts revenge on those uh, that did his dad dirty. Wow. We have time for one more. Okay. Man, last one. Um, I've got uh, the pressures on. We're going <laughs> to do, I know, right? This I'm going to go a little differently one. This one's going to be called The Body Lies by Joe Baker. Now, if you recognize the name Joe Baker, she has written um, several books that are mostly historical fiction or maybe even fantasy in nature. She wrote Longborn, which is a take on Jane Austen, kind of like the, uh, the servants of a Jane Austen house. You know, what do they, th- they think about what's going on in the, in the books? But this particular one, one is set in a British kind of a boarding school or a university. Okay. And Dave, I'll tell you, if a book is set at a university or a boarding school, I'm like 50% in. It's just that <laughs> my type of, of genre for some reason. I never okay. went to a boarding school, but huh. maybe I wish I was or a Harry Potter type of uh, thing, you know, but uh, any sort of small kind of um, kind of almost claustrophobic setting like that yeah. with academia always kind of gets me going. Yeah. This one uh, revolves around a new writing professor in this university and... Um, as she's she's a new mother and she's settling into her role as kind of the new person here, her class of, of kind of advanced writers is kind of in conflict with her. And one person in her class writes s- chapters of a story uh, about a murder there where she, the professor, is the victim. And oh. so it's very much a uh, kind of a cat and mouse yeah. literary game of, you know, can you, is this person planning something? Is yeah. it allegorical? You know, what's going on here? Uh-huh. And the power dynamics of a classroom where the students don't get along with the teacher and what the teacher can do to that students uh, is really kind of an interesting dynamic. There's That's a lot amazing. of uh, Me Too movement um, uh, kind of in here as well. Huh. Uh, and uh, this one is uh, going to be coming out in June as well. And I'm really looking forward to this. This uh, The description and, and the atmosphere and Joe Baker's pedigree reminds me of one of my favorite books, um, uh, The Secret History by Donna Tartt, uh, which also is set in a kind of in a small New England college involving professors and students. And uh, another psychological thriller called Gentlemen and Players by uh-huh. Joanne Harris, which is a fabulous book um, about a, a kind of an old professor in the this kind of uh, small university uh, and the student who kind of plans their revenge. I'm getting, I'm told you, I told you I love those, right. those settings, right? right? Well, and if our listeners um, are really into the types of books that you are interested in mm-hmm. and uh, that you find fabulous and that are your favorites, how can they find your lists 
on our website. Absolutely. If you go to jocolibrary.org, you can search my name under the uh, the search bar there. Instead of searching by title or author, search by user, and it's JCL Greg. W G R E G G W. Do a search. You could find out what I've been reading, lists I've created, and other books that I've recommended that uh, I think you might like. For more episodes of Did You Hear, go to the Johnson County Library website, jocolibrary.org/slash/didyouhear.